para, this for, para, can also mean in order to, in order to. So in a sentence, for example, we have spoken in order to resolve it. We have spoken in order to resolve it. Now in English we could just say we have spoken to resolve it. No, we don't need to say in order to. But whenever we have this to meaning in order to, we want to translate this as para in Spanish. So let's make this sentence. First bit is we have spoken. We have spoken. Hemos hablado. Hemos hablado. To resolve it. In order to resolve it. Now to resolve is resolver. Uh, the same word, resolver. So we have spoken in order to resolve it. Hemos hablado para resolverlo. Good. Hemos hablado para resolverlo. Good. So whilst the two of to resolve, resolver, would fit nicely here. I mean, if we were to translate directly from English, we have spoken to resolve it. It doesn't work in Spanish. Whenever this to means in order to, we must put that para. Hemos hablado para resolverlo. You could say, we have spoken in order to try to resolve it. What was to try related to intention? Intentar. Good. We have spoken in order to try to resolve it. Hemos hablado para intentar resolverlo. Good. Hemos hablado para intentar resolverlo. So only when the two implies in order to, we want to put para. The two form of the verb in Spanish is not enough to include that meaning. We must put para. So, for example, if you want to say I'm here to see you, does it mean I'm here in order to see you? Yes. Good. So, I am here to see you informally. Estoy aquí para verte. Good. Estoy aquí para verte. This is also something we could learn or interiorize through the negative language transfer that some Spanish speakers make when they speak English. For example, you might hear a Spanish speaker say, I am here for see you. Or for seeing you. You might hear a Spanish speaker, especially with basic English, making this mistake. Now, once you heard that a few times, you would say, oh, maybe this is how you say it in Spanish. So, we don't want to forget this opportunity, the opportunity to learn from the negative language transfer, the mistakes that Spanish speakers make in English, which originate from Spanish. Once you hear the same mistake a few times, you can assume it probably comes from Spanish. I have called you in order to speak about it. So the first bit is I have called you, I have phoned, I have called informally. He llamado. Ah, sorry. Te he llamado. In order to speak about it. Para hablar. No. Good. We don't use about. No, good. Te he llamado para hablarlo. So if we take the sentence in English, I have called you to speak about it, and we translate it directly, then we will say, te he llamado hablarlo. But when that to means in order to, we must put this para. Te he llamado para hablarlo. I have called you in order to speak about it. Good. What was to be 
for states? Estar. Estar. And we said that we can use this to express when we are doing something right now. We can say instead of I eat, como, I am eating, using this structure with estar and then the ing form of the verb. Do you remember how you would get the ing form of comer, for example, of er or ir verbs? Comiendo. 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 Good, comiendo. So we add on yendo for er, ir verbs. And for ar verbs we add on? Ando. Good. So how would you say I am eating? Estoy comiendo. Estoy comiendo. And this means uh, right now. No? I am speaking. Estoy hablando. Estoy hablando. I am explaining it. To explain, we would go from explanation, but explanation is an exception. It's not explanación in Spanish, as we might hope. It's explicación. And we see we even have that sound in explain, explicación. We have it in English as well, in inexplicable, for example, we say in English, inexplicable in Spanish. So we can see where that sound's coming from. So how is explanation or explication in Spanish? Explicación. Good. And to explain? Explicar. Explicar. Good. So I'm explaining it, and you mean right now? Estoy explicando. Lo. Estoy explicándolo, lo estoy explicando. The lo can go on the end of a to form, but it can also go on the end of one of these ando or yendo forms as well. So you have the option, lo estoy explicando, estoy explicándolo. And you mean right now. Actually, in explicar, we get this plicar from plicare that we mentioned before, meaning to fold uh, in Latin. So explicar, to explain, to unfold. You might want to say, uh, I'm taking a Spanish course. Even if you're not in the course right now in this moment, when we are taking a course in our minds, there's a period of time in which we are taking a course. And when we say it, we're in that period of time. If I say I'm taking a Spanish course, maybe I mean for three months. And I'm in that period. Do you remember what to take was? We used it with uh, to take a photo. Tomar. 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 So tomar uh, to take. So I am taking... Estoy tomando. Good. Estoy tomando a course. I'm going to let you guess it. Una corsa. Close. It's not with A. It's with O. Un, un corso. Un curso. With a U. Curso. Un curso. Good. Of Spanish. This is how you would say a Spanish course. A course of Spanish. Un curso de español. Very good. Estoy tomando un curso de español. Good. Now, what if we put this estoy in the past tense that we learned? The past tense that is aba or ia. I was taking a Spanish course. Estar estaba. Good. Estaba tomando un curso de español. Good. Estaba tomando un curso de español. Which means we actually have two ways of saying I was taking. We can say estaba tomando or we can just use tomar and use that, that line in the past. How would that sound? Tomaba. Yes. So both tomaba and estaba tomando mean I was taking. 
So you have that option. Estaba tomando un curso de español o tomaba un curso de español. What was to eat? Comer. Comer. How would you say I was eating? Comía. Comía. Or how else could you say it? Estaba comiendo. So you have this option. Comía o estaba comiendo. Most of the time they're interchangeable. Sometimes one might fit slightly better than the other and it's something you will pick up very naturally when you're practicing. So if in one situation people tend to use estaba comiendo rather than comía, you will pick it up. So we have ando and yendo to form this ing and we saw in Spanish that we don't use it after prepositions. You don't use this ing either if you say something like swimming is healthy or running is healthy. You don't use the ing there either. You would just say to run is healthy, to swim is healthy. If you hear people toast in Spanish, you might hear them say salud, which means health. Healthy is saludable. To dance is healthy. Bailar es saludable. Good. Bailar es saludable. Good. To swim is a nadar. Nadar. To swim is healthy. Nadar es saludable. Nadar es saludable. So we're seeing that we don't use the ing in Spanish as much as we do in English. Sometimes in English we make an adjective with ing. We go from to interest to interesting. When we do this in English, this ing that we use in English to form an adjective, in Spanish it's ante for adverbs and yente for er ir verbs. So, for example, we had to interest. What was to interest? Interesar. Good. Interesar. So, if you get rid of ar and you put ante, you get that ing adjective, interesting. So, how would you say interesting? Interesante. Interesante. Good. So, when you make an adjective with ing in English from the verb, you can just replace it with ante or iente. How would you say to irritate in Spanish? And you can go from irritation. Irritación. Irritar. Irritar. So if you want to say irritating. Irritante. Irritante. Huh? It is irritating. Es irritante. Good. Es irritante. Good. How would you say to frustrate in Spanish? Uh, frustration, frustración, frustrar. 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 Yes, because you have the two R's now. Frustrate, frustrate, frustrar. Frustrating. Frustrante. Frustrante. Good. To wane, to wane, to, to reduce in size. In Spanish this is menguar, menguar. Menguar. When the moon gets smaller, it's uh, waning. And the moon is la luna. La luna. La luna. So how would you say the waning moon? La luna menguante. Good. So there we're making waning like an adjective, not like the verb. Not menguando. Huh? Menguante. La luna menguante. Luna is an interesting word. I don't know if you ever noticed, like, in English, Monday is Moon Day. 
It's not very obvious in English that the days of the week relate back to the planets, but in Spanish it's very obvious. You have la luna, the moon, and then you have lunes, Monday. Tuesday is uh, martes, and Mars is Marte, planeta Marte. Wednesday in Spanish is miércoles. What planet does that sound like? Mercury. Yes. Jueves in Spanish is spelt with a J. Jupiter. Jupiter. Viernes is Friday. Venus. Venus. So you can see much clearer there how our days of the week are named after planets. To live was vivir. V-I-V-I-R. So, vivir is to live. Vivir. Good. We have two to-be's. We have a star for states, and for characteristics we have... Ser. Ser. And we said that un ser, un ser, means a being, that we can use ser like a noun, and we get a being. So, a human being is... Un ser humano. Un ser humano. You could also say a living being. A living being. Un ser vivir. How do you get vivo. this? How do you, get, you could say un ser vivo. Vivo is also like an adjective which means alive. But living, this adjective that we make with ing, we can build it from vivir. For our verbs we have ante. And for er ir verbs we have yente. Un ser viviente. Good. Un ser viviente, a living being. What does to go out or to leave? Voy. To go out or to leave. So it's two. I don't care if it's wrong, but I want it to end in ah. <laughs> ah, salir. 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 Now we have in English, you might have heard salient, which means kind of protruding or outstanding, or something that stands out, or sticks out, or protrudes. This is the Latin English version of this ante-yente rule. So we can see it even in English. How would salient be in Spanish? You can go from salient, or you can go from salir. Saliente. Saliente, good. 